Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today I'm joined by Matt Medeiros. How are you doing, Matt? Doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me. Good deal. Matt is from, he runs a WordPress agency called Slocum Studios, and they, they have some products over there as well and themes and plugins. And, uh, you know, very similar business to what I operate in terms of client work and software products in the WordPress space. So Matt and I have recently connected and, you know, because we're in a very kind of similar situation, um, there's a lot of kind of knowledge between us. That it'd be great to get out there to all of you who are uh, maybe new to WordPress. You can, you can leverage our many, many years and long history with it. And also if you're wanting to get in to building courses or memberships for other people as a business, We've got some pro tips for you, just some hard-won truths, life experience, work experience, some success stories, some flaming to the ground failures, and, uh, and you can learn from that. And also, if you're in the market looking for a WordPress agency, I think this, this episode will shed a little light on all of that. So thank you, Matt, for coming on the show. Um, can you tell us just a little bit about like where you are? about Slocum Studios, where you came from, and what you guys yeah, yeah. specialize in? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, we're family-owned uh, boutique agency about an hour south of Boston. Uh, our sort of background and history in the community is we come from uh, three generations of car sales, right? So, my grandfather started uh, one of the very first Mazda dealerships in the country back in the 70s. Uh, that's sort of uh, transitioned over the years, a couple decades after that, into a General Motors uh, franchise, Chevy, Cadillac, uh, Oldsmobile at the time. Um, and then we get out of the GM side of it about four years before the financial crisis and before General Motors went bankrupt. And uh, at the time I was working, like when you're in a family-owned business, you're never, you're, like, you can never get out of that business. So I had a full-time job at an ISP, but I was still, you know, doing things at the dealership uh, over the years of that. And uh, when we got out of that, four years before GM went bankrupt, I was, uh, again, working at this ISP. Uh, my father had always been into pro photography. And one of the things at the time, like, he was randomly just shooting a small business, shooting a photo shoot for a small business. And they're like, hey, can you, can you build us a website too? Uh, so I knew how to do that. And, uh, it's sort of, that was the genesis of the studio is he helped, I helped out doing this one small site and then he got another customer and they said it. And we really, at that point, which was 2000, end of 2006, uh, full on 2007, uh, the agency really got formed in 2008, but that whole year in 2007, sort of dabbling with, okay, uh, there's a need here. We've had, we have roots in the community, uh, that, you know, span 30, 40 years um, that come to us for business uh, stuff. Uh, and especially with all the contacts my father had and I had, we said, let's make a go at it. Um, and we sort of formed the studio back then. Uh, lots and lots of burning failures, like, <laughs> like you said, <laughs> along the way uh, that, that we learned. Um, but, you know, here we are going into uh, 2017 and uh, we're still doing it uh, almost, what, nine, ten eight, nine, 10 years later. So uh, fun stuff. And that sort of evolved into, um, you know, being much more uh, focused on WordPress development at the, at the higher level um, with some, you know, mid-tier businesses and universities and higher ed education. And then also got us now into uh, WordPress products, themes, plugins, 
uh, and that kind of thing. So it's been certainly been a fun ride, but I got plenty of stuff I can say about it. <laughs> All right. Um, and another similarity between Matt and myself is just that we both operate podcasts. So tell us about your your podcast or podcasts. Sure. Yeah, I got two of them. I got uh, MattReport.com, which is WordPress entrepreneurs. So if you're interested in the business side of WordPress. I've been doing that for about three years, um, and that's MattReport.com and season four of that. And if you're more inclined to say, you know what, I don't, I don't really care about how people run their businesses with WordPress. I just want to kind of learn how to use plugins in the WordPress space for my business. Uh, the show that Chris joined us on is plugin, uh, Plugged In Radio. Uh, you can get that at PluginTut.com. Uh, or youtube.com slash plugin tut. And that's all just sort of, uh, you know, the baseline. Here's how you use a plugin. Here's how you use these things in WordPress. Uh, and then I invite on other WordPress plugin uh, developers or uh, company owners like Chris. He teaches us how to use Lifter LMS and uh, all kinds of other uh, folks join us there. And that's, uh, again, youtube.com slash plugin tut. So those two different podcasts, uh, but both uh, in the WordPress uh, space. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I started back in WordPress. I think it was around 2007, 2008 as a hobby for a side project. Project, And actually, I think my first one was actually on Drupal. But in the beginning for me, I started to teach myself WordPress just by watching YouTube videos. <laughs> That's how I learned WordPress. Nobody showed me how to do it. I installed it. I just started messing with it. I started building websites, started writing blog posts. Um, at the time, I was managing a helicopter-supported sled dog tour business on a glacier in Alaska, and WordPress was just a hobby for me. I, I built a, a site for people that were um, into the, out, the outdoor lifestyle like I was. So I know I'm a technologist and known these days as a, the online course guy or learning management system guy with WordPress and, and technology type things, but I actually came into technology from not being, you know, not really being a technology guy at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm the guy you want if you're out in a remote wilderness area. Like I'm a, I was a wilderness guide and right. <laughs> outdoor leadership. And I yeah. say that and I bring that up because um, WordPress, even for me as a dog sled musher and a guy who spent a lot of his adult life camping out was approachable for me. I could build word websites and WordPress and blogs and things became very interesting vehicle for expression and solving uh, business problems. But the, my point is, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I've written it and done so much with it. Like I just stayed with it. But if all you want to do is get up a website and a marketing site for your product or your serv service or whatever it is, it is approachable and that's the goal. Um, but I've definitely seen a lot of people struggle with it too. Mm. And I think um, just to maybe what we could do here in this first segment is just get into a couple, if we could take all our, our experience, about a decade of experience each year and boil it down to, you know, three top recommendations for somebody who's brand new to WordPress, like what do they need to pay attention to? How can we save them tons of time? Um, and, and, and where, how should they approach it? So maybe yeah. go ahead, go ahead. We'll go one and one. We'll go back and forth. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, just like uh, one thing that I just wanted to say about you know your experience with being in the wilderness and and being a guide out in the wilderness and and maybe even that bleeds over what I'm sure it does into survival if something were to happen and you're stuck out there. Uh, you know, it's no WordPress is no different in the sense where. If I told you, hey, Chris, I went to the L.O. Bean store, I bought the best boots, I bought the best you know, sleeping bag, I bought an awesome walking stick, I bought this GPS thing, 
I'm the man. I'm going to be out there surviving because I just bought the best stuff. Not the gear. Uh, Right, or the best gear, and then all of a sudden there's an avalanche and I lose power and I've, lo- I've lost all my gear. Now I'm totally screwed, right? Right. <laughs> which, which, is, which is no different in any of this stuff, right? So people can go and they can buy their themes, they can buy their plugins, um, they can do all that stuff. Uh, but if they don't understand the fundamentals, um, they're in trouble, right? Or they could be in trouble. It's, or, or, they're, or they'll you know, get the bumps and bruises along the way and learn it. It's just going to take a lot longer versus if they hire professional to come and do something for them. Um, if they hired the, 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 the wilderness guide to tell them, like, here's the part of the mountain that you, you stay in. Uh, the, the black bears and brown bears are over here, so don't go that way, right? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's no different. And that'd be my sort of first like real piece of advice. If somebody's sitting down, especially with Lifter LMS, which could be building a very fruitful business for themselves, um, especially in the way of today's digital age where we're talking about membership plugins, online learning, you're accepting a transaction, somebody's coming to buy the knowledge from you. If you're really making a true go at this, like somebody who sits down and says, I want to make a business, I'll make a six-figure business doing this. Heck, even if even I want to just sit down and get out of my career and make whatever the number is, 40 grand, 50 grand, whatever that is. And, and you're really uh, focused on that. Try to find some professional help <laughs> first, right? Um, you know, get the, get the gear that you need. You need WordPress, you need Lifter LMS, you need a good solid theme, um, maybe some other stuff in there. But, you know, find someone to kind of learn the fundamentals from if you can. And you can do that by watching a show like this. You can do it by uh, watching a couple of videos that I, I produce. And again, it's not to just sort of sit here and say, hey, watch our stuff. But I think that's the way people learn. Like you said, you self-taught, you did the research. Um, that's one of the greatest things about WordPress because there isn't, or one of the good and bad about WordPress is there's no one place to just go learn, learn WordPress. Um, there's a whole variety of personalities and web properties out there that you can learn from um, and finding the one that best suits you uh, is more accessible than ever, right? So that'd be my first step is you can buy all the gear, you can get all that stuff, but if you don't know how to do this at a fundamental level, business, website, marketing, course creation, um, you know, get some, invest in some good solid advice or professional help out of the gate so that you have a clear, concise plan. That'd be my first piece of advice. Yeah, that's really solid. That's, that's really awesome. And in, in a lot of ways, I see a lot of people make it harder for themselves than it needs to be because they, they're either not asking for help soon enough or, they're, um, or they just jump right in and try to do it themselves without like just taking a moment and whether it's going and watching uh, the WP 101 WordPress 101 course uh, or just getting started on YouTube, watch somebody build a website in a couple hours or something like that. <clears throat> I like to give my, my big tip would be to think about something that you already are somewhat aware of. And for a lot of people, they know at least the basics of a house. They know there's a foundation, there's a roof, there's the plumbing system, the electrical system. Um, but you got to have a metaphor and got to admit that you don't know it all. And there comes a time to hire a contractor or specialist who do certain pieces. So there's, there's, um, there's really like four pieces that are coming to mind for me right now that I would recommend that you're just aware of where you're and know you're either strong at weak at or, or willing to learn at, which is design. Like we know good design when we see it, but you may, 
you may need a really good theme to get design or have one custom designed for you to get really good design. In terms of functionality that you want what the web website to do, um, that's development. Uh, and then there's the actual content itself. If you, you can have a great design, a nice functionality, but if you don't have any good content or copy or you're asking your web designer, you, 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 you might falsely make the assumption that, in, that they're going to also write everything for you and everything like that. Like you need to get clear on the pieces of what makes the house come together. And like you mentioned also marketing. Uh, that's really important. And just having that business mind of like, what's the goal? Like, what is the business goal of this website? Is this a hobby? Is this a lead generation thing? Is it something to educate my customers? Is the website itself the product? Like you need to get like crystal clear on those things and, and then start looking at how WordPress can support you on, on that. So what's another one for you, Matt? Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm almost going to like piggyback off of off of that and i would say um get that clarity and get the focus but also i think a lot of people just start when they hear all this stuff so okay now we're like okay oh i have to have this plan uh i have to have the tools in place i have to know like where my business is going i have this projected revenue goals like all this stuff. man this is overwhelming i think a lot of people just need to really drill down their first offering to the most simplistic um you know core value that they can, that they can put out. Right. So a lot of people sort of love to, you know, introduce like a, a universe, like an online university. There's all these, you know, courses and tracks and chapters and you know materials that they can download, but it gets so overwhelming to the, to the customer, the potential customer, it gets overwhelming to you because you're thinking about all this stuff that I can do. Um, it's the whole chasing the shiny object syndrome. I'd really say getting, getting as focused on your first offering is going to make this leaps and bounds easier. You know, I hate that word for this, but we can make it a little bit easier uh, in the in the short term to launch, to promote, uh, because all of this stuff takes a lot of time uh, and effort, right, to produce this stuff. Um, you know, specifically talking about creating a course or a membership site or that kind of training material, that kind of thing. Um, you know, there's all of the structural stuff, putting the site in place, you know, all the way from getting the site, getting the theme, possibly hiring a professional, doing some uh, payment gateway stuff and getting all of that configured. And then it's like, okay, I have to make the course. That's you know a bajillion hours depending on what you do. Um, and then it's the marketing promotion side of it, which is, again, another bajillion hours that people aren't ready for. Uh, and then there's, hey, you've actually made sales, which is a good thing, but now you have to support people, right? Um, and answer some questions, answer some pre-sales questions, forum questions, um, which is another thing that a lot of people just um, sort of uh, undervalue or, or it's, it's underrated right in the beginning where they're like, get it, I'll sell it and I'm, I'm selling it and I'm done, right? No, now people are going to start asking you questions, asking you to change things, uh, to iterate on your product, that kind of thing. So I'd say really focusing down on uh, really making that minimal viable product. That's been, that word has been thrown around for years now. Um, but you know, just the other day I had a, a client call, a pre-sales call. I literally talked the woman out of doing business with me <laughs> because I just thought like she said, I mean, she was very organized, right? So she was actually just like this scenario that you and I are talking about right now. It was, she had a great plan. Um, she came from the real estate industry and she just wanted to get into sort of like this content marketing online magazine thing, had a membership site component, had an e-commerce component, had all these things. 
But that was the problem. It had all these things. And she was very organized, very detailed. But she had like, okay, I need, the, I need a theme for this part of the site. I need a different theme for this part of the site. And I'm going to use this plugin over here. I'm going to use that plugin over there. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of stuff here. Very well organized. And it looks like it's, it could be very well executed. But from a business standpoint, how, do you gonna, how are you going to start getting people to buy stuff in this e-commerce store? And at the same time, you want people to post like real estate listings on this other section of the site? Like, There's like so much there. Um, and by the end of the phone call, she was like, you know what? You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I'm not ready to take on this project because how am I really going to get all this stuff to market? And it was, she was just a solopreneur, right? She's the only one here. Aspirations to hire other people, aspirations to get all this other stuff going. But you got to get that one nugget to get you out of the gate um, so that you can get that on repeat and getting that thing promoted and people are just picking up on it with no problem. And then you launch all your other verticals. Anyway, that's a long way of saying that, you know, really focusing down uh, and getting that offering as concise and as easy for somebody to understand as possible, which again comes from years of failure, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, promoting my own products and services. People are like, what is that? I don't, I don't really understand. I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand? The button's right there. Big red button. It says, you know, it says what this is. It says buy. Why can't you see that? Um, you know, that is something that uh, just takes time to learn. And a lot of people hear this advice and they're like, yeah, but, yeah, but, and it's always you know, this other sort of thing. And they, but I'm going to do it differently or, but my thing is, no, no, guess what? Once you get out into the, into the real world, that's when you'll start to learn uh, if people get it or not. And keeping it as simple as possible in the beginning is, is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your potential customer. Yeah, and that's a great the lean methodology or the lean startup, the minimum viable product. It's the, the, the lean startup is a great book to read. Uh, you know, lean in terms of even plugins that you install on your site. Like, I mean, that's a classic beginner mistake I see is open up a website and there's like 40, 50 plugins going and there's, there's a conflict. And it's like, of course there's a conflict. You have way too many softwares going at once that weren't designed by the same person that, you know, there's a conflict. So being, being a little bit minimalist and iterative and, um, you know, pivoting your offer, pre-selling, all these things you learn in the, uh, you know, kind of the lean startup, the agile way of doing things uh, is really the way to go. Because the last thing you want to do, like with that client you mentioned, is, you know, spend a ton of money and time and realize your market or wants something completely different or only wants 25% of it or whatever. Um, or you could avoid the whole thing and pre-sell the thing in advance to make before you even build a single thing. I mean, there's so many different different ways to approach that. So it's important to iterate and you know launch early and often. And one of the biggest misconceptions I see when people come to building a WordPress website, whether it's just information or a product, is they look at the launch of that website as if as like the end. But in my mind, it's like the beginning. Okay. We got our MVP up. Let's iterate. Let's improve it. Let's look at what's working, what's not. Let's improve conversions to opt-ins or sales or whatever we're going for. We can add new products. We can double down on what we have and invest on marketing. There's so many different ways you can go that a launch is not the finish line. It's the starting line, the way I see it. Because this, this world evolves fast. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's for sure. It's... Here, and here's one other story that comes to mind, which was, uh, again, uh, I had this phone call this morning. And the lesson here is the expectations. So 
what are the expectations that you have for you know your 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 launch your overall business model? Um, what are the expectations that you have for your site? So, uh, had an organization that we've been supporting for for years now, and they just trying to upsell. Like we built their site for them, I don't know, five years ago. So it's not even I don't even think it's responsive. In fact, it's not responsive. Um, they're using like a mobile theme layover. Anyway, they still don't want to reinvest in doing a full redesign. So their marketing person, you know, she came to me, she's like, I'm, I, you know, we're going to try to do it all ourselves, da, 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 all this stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, so we can't afford your, you know, package, whatever, redesign rate. Uh, can you just do something like by the hour kind of thing and just help us out? Fine. I'll do that. You've been a customer for literally five years. So they built it all themselves and she felt, and she's a power user, right? She, she kind of knows this stuff. She knows her way around. Uh, WordPress for sure, but she, you know, she went in and she installed, uh, you know, a, a theme that I've never really used before, and I really don't have any experience with. She used a whole bunch of other plugins to do, uh, you know, a whole bunch of a variety of things on the website. Some that overlapped each other, right? Um, you know, things that you could do with the other plugin that she just didn't know. But again, like the expectation was, she doesn't want to spend a lot of money. She just wants to do all her stuff, and that's fine. So we launched the site or we go to launch the site today. She's finished putting all the content in. She's ready to go. And she says, you know something, Matt? The website's running a little slow for me. Right. I said, okay, let me just, you know, take a peek under the hood. Like part of the deal was we'll do a quick audit, make sure you did everything okay, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Now, all of the plugins that she picked, they're all fairly well-known plugins. Again, just a lot of them doing a whole bunch of different things. But between the theme and the plugins, I mean, there's like an additional, I'm not even joking, probably 20 additional CSS files being loaded, 20 additional JavaScript files being loaded, all like other plugins and the theme pulling in font files and like that they'll never use. So there's like, you know, 50 requests at the top of the site before the site even loads right. uh, her content. And I said, look, that, you know, you didn't want to go the custom route. You wanted to pull in these things and, and do it yourself. Um, the expectation is you... you, you we're just going to do it and you're going to save money. And guess what? The good thing is what she's realized is she realized, Hey, my expectations where I don't want to spend a lot of money. And with software, you can always iterate, right? So her thing is, okay, we'll relaunch now. We'll get everybody happy on the, on the board. Uh, we'll see if we can get some more signups and then we'll reinvest in, you know, really drilling down and making the site perform the way it should be. Um, so that's one good thing. And, and you mentioned that before is you can iterate on this stuff. So even in the beginning, if you know you do throw a whole bunch of plugins at the walls, only the thing doesn't break. Uh, and I know this is a little bit of taboo to say this stuff, but even if you throw all the plugins at it right for now and you prove the model, you get the model working, and then you iterate on it, then you reinvest. That's a perfectly acceptable thing, but just have those expectations of what's actually going to happen when you do all this stuff. Absolutely, that's a really good point, and that reminds me of <clears throat> like building a house. Like you could build your own house, and we're going to kind of segue this call into you know, if you're really ready to, to work with a professional and if you're a professional service provider who could offer these types of services to people, we're going to give you some lay down some tips and wisdom here. But if you were to like come in and like, you know, want the whatever the $100,000 kitchen, but you have a 20000 or a $10,000 budget and you're going to you expect to install it all yourself. It's just pipes and like things you screw together, right? Like it's you wouldn't do that on a job site per se, or, but maybe if you're in the beginning, maybe you, you do do that. And that's when you learn like, Oh wait, maybe I should hire somebody. Maybe I should 
you know, not try to work on my own car or, you know, build my own house if I don't have all this training. One of the cool things about WordPress is it's so approachable and you can do it. Um, but you just got, like you said, manage the expectations and, and the results that you may get from that kind of effort. You can get there, don't make no mistake about it, but it may not be the mansion or the Tesla sports car you had in your mind. Um, so that's uh, just something to keep in mind. But if you're, if you get to that point and you're like, wait a second, I want to hire a professional mechanic. I want to prof- hire a professional, um, somebody to build this house. Before you build the house, one of the things that's really important to do is to do what we call a discovery process, which would be you would hire a, um, a architect to actually design the house conceptually before you go start buying hammers and nails and lumber and spinning up $30,000 projects with subcontractors and all these things like let's so, slow down a second and um, actually have our first engagement be talking about what we're going to build make sure you know if, if you're the agency you want to make sure that you understand the business problems you're solving you need to make sure that you advise the client one way or the other if you see them heading like yes is not necessarily always the correct answer because you could save them tons of money and the other big mistake I see people who are offering services make is they they don't necessarily charge they should be charging for that process in the same way that you charge you you get charged by a um, an architect for doing the blueprints and the designs the incentives need to be right I mean you can have like sales calls and talk about it and get comfortable and build trust with each other but in my opinion in my experience uh, if you're going to build a, a big project, it's important to do that discovery first and to make it a paying engagement. So the incentives are right for all parties. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I totally agree in terms of the way the agency business uh, model is, at least from my perspective in the world that I live in, is the way that's changing a little bit is tools are getting better. Um, WordPress is getting, you know, better, even though the purists might argue that, um, but, you know, Regardless, tools are getting better. There's more and more site builders out there, um, though at a much more simplistic level. Um, project management tools, drafting tools, all this stuff to really help you build this online presence are getting better and faster and less expensive. So there are a lot of folks coming to us who, you know, like my example with that organization, they say, well, I'm capable enough to get it this far and this far might be good enough for us right now. Um, so if you're an agency out there, right. And you're consulting other folks, it's, you know, it's always been like one of those things, like, how do you sell the discovery? How do you sell that, uh, that first level engage engagement with people, right? This is, you know, chatter that I've been hearing for years now. Now it's even sort of easier because a lot of people are coming to us sort of with a pre-built model, right? And they're just like, Hey, I, I sort of started building this or we started building this and we need help now. Um, those people who have already been kind of dabbling in themselves, they could see the value in, um, in buying that time from you and buying that discovery, right. Or investing, uh, in your agency to do that work for them. It's a little bit easier to do that now, which is a good thing. Um, you know, the bad thing is, is still the expectations are, well, once you get that done, it's going to be easy to just build the stuff out, right? Like super fast, right? <laughs> you know, we did all that planning. Let's just do it. So that is still a, a bit of a challenge in the agency client model. Um, but the discovery process 
understanding who the customer is, who your customer's customer is, right, is like the most important part out of all of this stuff. So all like, I don't know about you or anybody listening to this, a lot of our business owners come to us and they're like, here's the color blue that I like. I like this font and I like the layout from amazon.com uh, mixed with the way that, you know, the Verge does it. Can you just combine all that <laughs> stuff to make it, you know, make it really good looking for me? Um, it's like, hold up. Like, first of all, we're taking all your uh, design cues and throwing this all together in a bucket and, and ha- hoping to spit something out. Let's stop and look at who your customer is. And reverse engineer it that way. Um, but again, sort of the, the reality of that part is if you're an agency, a lot of people don't want to go through, right? I'm not, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a bunch of people out there who are like, just give me the website. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do this, right? I don't want to have to sit through this, you know, hour long or multiple day long discovery process. Um, and that's something that is, uh, it takes some finesse, right? It takes some finesse to get somebody to agree to something like that. It takes a little bit of years of practice to uh, sell uh, the importance of that. And that's on the agency owner to do that if it fits within their workflow. Um, but definitely one of the most important things is getting that discovery down, understanding who the, the avatar is for the website, um, and hopefully tying that into something that has a good ROI, right? Right. Uh, are you creating sales? Are you generating leads? Um, are people, you know, picking up and, and calling you or emailing you about your product or service and, or subscribing to your site, right? And just being able to, to track it to that, drill it down to that is also very important in this, uh, this whole part of the, of the project. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. Let's, let's get into some things just to be careful about and just to watch out for, for both sides of the transaction from a agency and a, a, a person looking for a service provider. Um, one of the areas that I caution people about is just the, the always on nature of the internet. Um, you need to manage expectations, both if you're, you know, if you're launch, launching a website and the website kind of is the business, whether it's a membership site or online courses or e-commerce store, uptime is very important to you, but we're still uh, human beings living on earth using technology that need to sleep and eat and have families and go on vacations and have dates and things like that. Um, so it's really important wh- wh- whether you're on the buying side or the service providing side to keep the humanity and everything. Um, and just like, but that takes like good communication and boundaries and managing expectations, office hours, um, you know, using the team, if you are going to promise around the clock, you need to find people around the world or swing shifts and all this to make it work for, you know, if you're doing a really big engagement, but that always on nature of the internet is, um, it's just one of those areas where rookies, I, especially in the service providers can really burn out and just go down in flames. Cause they get an email at 11 o'clock at night on Friday or whatever. Now they stayed up all night fixing something or, or trying to keep a project on track. And um, just be careful with that one. And uh, if, you're a, if, if you're looking for that, I would say when you're shopping around and somebody has boundaries, somebody's using a calendar and schedules and they're, they're doing paid discovery and things like that, these are, these are signs of maturity that... Um, you know, the learning how to work in this digital space, there's a lot of experience there. Uh, the second thing I go ahead, Matt. I was just going to say, I, I have, a, I have, I have a lot to say about that, but I'll just try to <laughs> yeah. convince, uh, the response. And again, this goes from an email that I received. Uh, was it, it was last night or the night before 
so here's the thing. I grew up in a car industry and a lot of my uh, customer service and, and sales process is face-to-face. I mean, 99.9999% of it was somebody coming to the lot and I'm shaking their hands. I'm looking at body language. I'm hearing their voice. I'm seeing the way that their facial expressions are. All of that stuff is wrapped up into the sale. I know how anxious they are. I know how excited they are about a car, right? I can realize they don't even want to be here. They're not going to buy from me in the beginning. In the digital age, it's an email. It's a couple of lines of text um, or paragraphs of text. And you kind of have to decipher that. And like you said, uh, this email that I received the other night was through my plug-in t- channel. So I already know, like, and here's a person that said, I watch your video on, uh, you know, moving from Divi to Studio Press or something like that. Already right there, I know what kind of customer this is, right? Yeah. I know what kind of person this is. So then they say, uh, we're just, it should be, it should be easy, red flag, (laughs) in quotation marks, it should be easy. So here's the customer telling me that it should already be easy. It should be easy to move our site to this theme. Um, We'll, we'll just need a little bit of help, red flag, a little bit of help to get me into this site. Uh, How much does it cost? Red flag again, right? So it's just like, you, somebody thinks that it's going to be easy and they think it's going to be a set price to just go and approach this. Now, this person is a videographer, um, which we used to do video, videography in the beginning. And you could make a 30-second commercial could cost $10,000 depending on how much editing you yeah. did into it, right? It wasn't because it was 30 seconds. It was free. <laughs> it was 30 seconds and a lot of editing. It was 10000 right? So, um, I reverse engineer that. I look at their site. I look at what kind of person it is. I even look at their social profiles and I kind of understand who this person is before I generate my response. So my response is to him was, look, there's a base fee for me to just set up a theme or my team to set up a, a, a theme for you. Again, what's the team is letting him know that I am like the person you see in the video is not the one doing the work, right? I am not a freelancer in my basement punching away at these numbers for you. I have a team of people that I onboard this to Ergo, there's going to be a little bit more of a cost, right, involved because I have mouse feed. Then I relate that whole thing to, well, depending on how much editing we're doing, just like you do in videography, is going to really dictate our custom fee of whatever, $5,000 and up. Um, if these two packages make sense to you, I think, it, I think it is probably we should have a conversation. 10 minutes later, his, his, and this was like 10.30 at night, but he's, he was West Coast, so he's Seattle. And he said, you know, uh, what's your phone number and what's your time zone? I, I want to just have a, a quick call about it. Again, red flag right there. Like you said, there's this immediacy to everything and people just like, boom, 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 let's just, let's just get this stuff done. My tactic in that is I always tell people that I'm booked for the next two days. It's always the next two days, right? Unless I look at your email and you're from Microsoft and you want to do this massive like <laughs> six-figure project with me right away, then I'll be more inclined to talk to you. But if you are a uh, you know, regular consumer coming to me, it's always 48 hours uh, away uh, for both of us. Some buffer in between, uh, a little bit of margin in between when we're going to have this meeting and let's sort of make sure that we have all key points outlined before we get onto that phone call. And so, this is not this is not unusual for like a doctor's office or a massage therapist or a chiropractor. The, the, anywhere. I mean, I mean, can yeah. you anywhere? Like, can you imagine like calling up like let's say you just like like only thing you buy is pizza, okay? <laughs> right. You imagine calling up the pizza place down the street every. Hey, do you guys have the fresh peppers today? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll call you back. I'll call you back when you get fresh peppers. Yeah. Call back. Uh, 
Oh, you got you get the fresh peppers. Oh, what about that cheese? Is that che- is that how old is that cheese? Or where did you get that? Oh, you didn't get that cheese from over there. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm not going to do that. At one point, at some point, the pizza place is going to be like, "Hey, man, we're done." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. But in our industry, like you said, because it's so every if if he he could have not like my response for 48 hours and he hasn't even responded yet. So maybe he didn't like my, my response. He can just go to somebody else. It's that easy in this business. Uh, you can't do that with somebody building a house you have, you know, or building your kitchen. You have this, you know, radius that you work within maybe 20, 30 miles and that's it because anywhere else, no one's going to travel from 50 miles away. Right. Um, so we're definitely living in an interesting space with this on demand. Everyone has access. Everyone's a professional kind of thing. Um, you know, but really shaping that and, and corralling that is up to you as the agency owner. Absolutely. And just piggybacking on that, this, the trick to all of it is just good communication and uh, navigating expectations. I think if, if I have one talent, it's, it's building that digital bridge and slowing down, educating people like where they're at. Like you said, you start to recognize, okay, this is somebody asking me this kind of question. That means like these learning things are already here. This person knows this. They may not know this. Let me test that. Let me make sure that I really understand the underlying business problem here. So we're not just talking about technology and tools. Like what is, like what's the end goal? What's our starting point? You know, is this client, um, you know, uh, a startup with like very limited resources or do I, is this somebody with like a hundred thousand dollar business, $500,000 business looking to, get to a million and scale up and they're trying to use technology to help make that happen. Like what, just knowing that and then being able to to adapt to that type of person is, uh, is really helpful. And, and just to tie in the power of communication, um, you also have to be able to build that bridge to your team, like as an agency owner, or if you're more on the sales and marketing side of the agency, you also need to have that respect to the developers, the designers who you're connect, you're connecting all this to deliver, a, a good result for the your customer and really like you you mentioned earlier matt the most important person is not necessarily the customer it's the customer's customer it's the end user it's what they want to see from a design perspective what that what works for them is really that's what i like to say is like let's just let's really focus on the end user here and and i use that to steer our conversation if i need to pull in metaphors about building houses or like you know working with another type of professional to help. I don't hold it against a client. If they're, they've been allured a little bit by the, um, the immediacy of the internet or the outsource your life. You know, I get it. It's hard. Like a computer screen is like on a laptop is like 12 feet by or 12 inches by 10 inches. You know, if you're looking at a million dollar mansion, it's obviously not a trailer, but in the web and the internet to the untrained professional, they may not be able to tell the difference. And it's, I look at it as part of the job if you're on the sales and marketing side to help communicate that effectively. And then and, and part of that in doing good marketing and doing good communication, the big thing you need to get really clear of too is like what you want to do and what you're capable of doing from a budget perspective and also getting that information from the client as soon as you can. I mean, you need to earn trust, but there's a big difference and I've sold it at all levels from a $500 website or even a free like, Hey bro, can you help me out? I'll trade you some whatever for a website. I've done that. Done the $5,000 website, the $10,000 website, the $30,000 website, the $60,000 WordPress based web application on up a little bit from there. 
those are all very different people. And if you're going to do this for a living or if you're coming at it as a potential shop shopper of services, like be honest and upfront about like what you can afford and like what your resources are to invest in your project. And if you're the provider, like what are you, what kind of work are you capable of delivering? There's a little bit of, um, and that's great. Uh, everything you said there, there's a little bit or a lot, a lot of bit <laughs> of, of some gamesmanship and some sportsmanship in, in this stuff. And, and it's really why I like doing the agency stuff, but it's also could be a burden at the same time. And, and what do I mean by that? Uh, people who are looking to hire an agency and setting the expectations have to be fair to the agency. Like you mentioned, like you have to be fair to the developer. Like you can't just be calling them up at one in the morning asking them these questions. Uh, I have a client who's been with us for quite some time and they do multi-site stuff and um, they have multi multiple sites, multiple locations are always launching new locations, but they're also always making this web app better at the same time. And they're constantly like coming up with these new ideas. They will not sign a dedicated um, retainer contract with me. They won't do it. Right. They're just like, well, okay, well, and it's part, part of it's my fault because I, I, I'm not pressing too hard, but that is because when I get on the phone, I tell them it's going to be, you know, whatever this, this piece here is going to be eight hours, a full day's worth of work to do with, with testing deployment and all that stuff. Okay, fine. No problem. And every time I get on the phone with them, I say, you know, I'm just racking up the hours here. Right. <laughs> Like every time you send a request through, you're, you're, you're telling me you need it immediately. You're telling me that, um, you know, you don't care about the time that it takes, but you also won't set a discounted um, retainer contract with me because you just don't want to be locked into, into this contract. That's fine. It's even better for me because I'm going to bill you at full rate every time you come back to me. And if you're cool with that, man, <laughs> let's keep doing business together. That's fine. Right. And, and that, like, it's, it's like the sports agent kind of thing where like they realize if I just locked in, yeah, maybe I, you know, maybe if I lock in, I, I can save some money, but they're also afraid of locking in at the same time. But they realize that when they come to me with like this urgency that they're going to pay for it because I'm going to get it done. Um, and we're going to, we're going to move things around to get it done. But there are also times where they come to us say, Hey, can you get this done this week? I said, no, uh, I've got other clients who, that we've already scheduled in and you know, then it goes, okay, well, can we get this rush? Can you get another developer? And I, I charge them more, right? Because it's just nature of the game. Um, so I think that customers, there are some customers out there who are willing to spend money because they realize that, look, you know, this team is, is going to get some stuff done. And you as the agency owner, that's when you can really capitalize on it. It's not a bad thing. Um, you know, so many, like I've seen so many developers, like just narrow down to like 15 minute increments. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why, why do that? Just tell your, you know, you think it's, you think your customers are going to care like one hour and 15 minutes versus charging them three hours and you got it done. Like, just do it because you know, there's going to be questions and answers after that. There's going to be some other thing that they're going to come at you with on that same feature. Go with the half a day. That's how, that's how we bill. It's either half a day or full day, you know? And half a day at, at a minimum. So, you know, you're going to send me one little edit. It's going to be half a day or send me a couple edits and we'll do it in half a day. That's just the way it has to be because we can't be shifting uh, the pipeline around all the time for people. That makes a lot of sense. 
Well, just to close it out, Matt, and in the spirit of keeping the end user in mind, and in this case, we're talking about somebody who's realized that they want to hire a service agency. Um, one of the things that I come across, I'm sure you do too, is people, you're, the service provider is starting often from a position of mistrust. Um, the, the potential client has, has been burned before. They tried to outsource some work before. Uh, they had a really bad experience. They're uh, the people they worked with before in the worst situations uh, went dark, which means the uh, whoever they hired before like disappeared either completely with their money or with the project half finished or in some big blow up about who owes who what in terms of work or money. Um, <clears throat> so I, a lot of times by the time they've gotten to a company like ours, sometimes they've, they've just had some bad experiences and they want to really make sure that they're in good hands and they're taken care of and that that doesn't happen again. Um, so if you're looking to provide that kind of service and, or if you're looking to hire a trusted company, um, I'm the, my best advice to you is to not go to the bottom, like get, like you have to pay. There's a sweet spot. Like if you pay too little, you're rolling the dice. You may get lucky. Um, you may get some good work done fast. You may have a really poor experience. Um, it's like hiring somebody on Fiverr, $5 to design a logo for you or hiring like a multi-thousand dollar like branding engagement. It's a totally different thing. But if you're looking for somebody at like, uh, you know, under $10 an hour um, or, you know, you're, you find somebody who's like, you, you could find somebody who's really good at like 100 hundred dollars an hour or more that's like a thousand times as good and faster than the ten dollar an hour person so there's not always a direct correlation between like the hourly rate the work may take infinitely longer with the cheap unexperienced solo freelancer or inexperienced agency so that would be my big piece of advice if you're shopping around is don't go for the best deal um talk to people you know, be open and honest about your bad experience and ask the hard questions up front to make sure you're dealing with a good agency that, you know, has your back and will help keep you going in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, and that's sort of where I was going with, um, you know, the whole like sportsmanship, gamesmanship thing and the negotiation and the sort of tact uh, of a client agency relationship is, um, like you said, you know, more often than not, unfortunately, there's this, uh, the, the projects kick off with, I don't know if we really trust that agency. We're, we've been burned before. Geez, let's hope this goes okay. Right. Uh, the best thing that you can do is, is have those discussions up front, right? You, you, hopefully you learn that in the pre-sales process, right? So somebody emails to you and they say, oh, we started this project and it's still not finished yet you know, again, red flag, you dive into that, you find out why, who worked on their site before, do you have access to them? Was it an amicable breakup or is somebody holding the keys to the DNS records and you don't know about it? Like there's all of that stuff. Um, and look, coming from the car agency or excuse me, coming from the car sales world, everyone hated me, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. right? No one walked on the lot was like, Oh, great. A salesperson can't wait to talk to you. Right. Yeah. Never. Um, so, uh, so that, that sort of thing is sort of already instilled in me. Uh, but the point is, is like in the beginning, you have these discussions. So as the agency, you negotiate a price. Uh, the customer negotiates the price that they're comfortable with. Um, you know, the one thing I would say from the agency perspective is never just discount the price. And I know this sounds obvious, but I see a lot of people still 
do this where somebody goes, oh, geez, 5,000 bucks. I can't do it. You know, here's our feature list. And you say it was $5,000. Oh, can you do it for like $3,500? And like some people go, okay, no problem. Like I'll do that. No, you have to take away something, right? You have to take away some feature, some value add that they were, they were looking for uh, because you just shouldn't just discount your price just, just for, the, for the heck of it. But once you do get that person in, um, that's when that relationship starts, right? And that's when you start to earn your trust. So maybe that's how you approach a project. So very often what we'll do is we'll look at somebody's RFP, their request for proposal, even though I hate that, but <laughs> the requirement list. And we will say like, look, you want a lot of stuff. Like my first example in this discussion, you want so much stuff can we get it down to an MVP? Like, I want you to spend a little bit less for this idea right now because I don't, like, I don't think you should spend everything in the kitchen sink on this now. We'll certainly charge you, and that's totally fine. Give you that, give you that option. But I can build it faster, cheaper, without all this extra stuff on it. You know, are you willing to do something like that? And let's see if we can prove this together. That really starts to show, well, I'm saving them a whole bunch of money, which they already appreciate. And it already shows, and it secondly, shows them that I care about getting this to market for them, right? Or whatever the case might be. And then from there, trust hopefully is established. And then as an agency, you can go back on top of that and charge for version two, more iterations. Um, as an agency, you're making more money. So if somebody's listening to this and go, oh my God, this is what an agency is doing to me. Well, but at the same time, we should be providing value to you. So whatever that second iteration is, like you shouldn't feel like I don't, you don't want to give us money because we're going to help you get to that next level. I mean, a good agency should be doing that. Um, and that's the hope that good agencies are doing that. Now, of course, there's plenty of bad agencies. And like you said, a lot of them come to us because of that. So having that, co that conversation, you know, really aligning with the customers that you want to work with. Don't say yes to everything if you can. I know people have to eat and pay the bills, but if you have the opportunity to say no to a project, take it. Um, same thing for somebody who, who a client. I'll always ask a client, would you rather do business with somebody locally, right? Depending on what I can tell from the project and, and the people. If you care to do some business with somebody locally, you should find somebody locally because they're going to be in your office helping you. We're not. Like if we're in Boston and you're in Seattle, we're not going out there. You can pay us to fly out there, but chances are you don't, you're not going to. Um, but if, if these things align with you better and you want to have somebody on site and get somebody on site, uh, if you're comfortable working remotely through GoToMeetings or Zoom, like things like this, then do that. But um, both sides of the fence, finding the trust, a little bit of sports, sportsmanship in the beginning. But once you get there, you establish that trust and hopefully it becomes a long-term engagement for both people uh, moving forward. Well said. Well, thank you for checking out this episode of LMS Cast. I hope you got some value in terms, and we've saved you some kind of hard, hard luck, uh, hard won experience uh, with WordPress, or if you're looking to hire an agency, or if you are an agency. Um, thank you for coming on the show, Matt. If people want to connect with you, where can they find out more about you? Uh, they can go to mattreport.com. Best place to find out more. Sounds great. Well, thanks for coming on the show and we're, we're going to have to do this again sometime.